0: Food City makes it easy to shop your way. Just pick up your groceries curbside or have them delivered directly to your home. So whether you need weekly groceries or just a quick meal, Food City's got you covered. From their doors to yours. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's 11 o'clock on a Thursday. Hope you're having a fantastic morning. Or as Tommy would say in his updates, a, a tremendous Thursday. A tremendous Thursday.
1: Thanks for listening. to
0: Hey, you know, I like listening to you, Tommy. When you talk, I listen at least 42% of the time. We're brought to you by Food City. No one does food for the holidays like Food City. And Brian, it's time to play a little game. Uh,
2: Proper popcorn tells us where I was yesterday, by the way. Talking about mom there the other day. I went back yesterday. Nice. Properpopcorn.com. I was in the Franklin Square location. Also nice. Might have been going next door to pick up something for Coop, too. So he loves the stuff at uh, the store next door. Also, you can get your online orders. They have, uh, if you walk in Proper Popcorn right now, they have a really cool uh, selection of stuff that you can just pick up and take with you. But it's time to play Florida, Alabama, or Georgia. Properpopcorn.com. Also in Market Square if you're going down to ice skate. All right, story number one. Uh, original three
1: states, Florida, Alabama, oh, or
0: Georgia. Okay, 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 Tommy, by the way, we tied last on Tuesday.
1: Did we? Yeah, we did. I thought you got me by one. No, we both went one for three. Okay, cool. Three for three today. Probably not.
2: Drunk man agitated by Christmas parade, so he started shooting. Like. Drunk man agitated by Christmas parade, so he started shooting. He didn't know, shoot at anybody, but he started shooting. He let the
0: gun go off. He should go to jail. It's Christmas, man. You know, one thing I can't stand? What's a that? true Ba humbugger. Like, if you're a person that's like, oh, I don't like Christmas or the holiday season, like, I, come on, man. Let's sit down and have a conversation. You're willing to let the gun go off? You ought to go to jail. It's a Christmas parade. You don't like it? Drive away. Not complicated. Also, gunplay, Christmas, upset about things you shouldn't be. This screams Florida to me.
1: Tommy? You know, I agree. This Maybe is... he was
0: just mad because it was 73 degrees, and he's like, "It should be colder yeah, should for this be parade.
1: Yeah, what a what a dumb Where's this, the snow? This is Florida, but he also went. I think he went two out of three in Florida the other day. Don't overthink it. Just go You're with right. your gut. Florida. Go with Florida, your gut. Florida. Florida.
2: Forty-three-year-old man in Middleburg, Florida, named Douglas Moore was arrested over the weekend after he opened fire on a Christmas parade. Police say he was drunk and was agitated by the activities generated by parade a- attendees. Unquote. Thankfully, no one was spreading,
0: spreading Christmas cheer for all to hear. Go to jail, bro. Go to jail, bro.
2: The police arrested Douglas him with six counts of aggravated assault with a firearm, reckless discharge of a weapon and using a firearm while under the influence of alcohol. Here's his mugshot. It's terrible for you know, radio. Let me see let me, see. let me check that That thing guy gets angry at a Christmas parade. I tell you that guy got angry and fired at a Christmas. That parade guy. To go, yeah.
0: That guy's mad that only half his beard is Santa ish. He just needs to bleach the rest. Bum. Yeah. Bum.
2: Yeah. Bum. It's like we're on the New York post. Yeah. Bum. Story number two, Florida, Alabama, or Georgia. Thief says happy holidays. Then pepper sprays people thief says happy holidays then pepper sprays people
0: tommy you know one reason i love you you, you love, love christmas oh yeah you know
1: yeah i do like,
0: what is with these people say it one more time tommy you know why i love you thank you cuz you listen to me 100% of the time even though i listen to you 42% of the time give me give me 42, another florida give me optimistic. another florida
1: 42% tommy, give
0: me another florida
1: uh you, i'll go i'll go Alab- i'll go alabama Mm-mm.
2: Not everyone who wishes you a happy holiday means it. Case in point, 32-year-old Heather Wright walked into a jewelry store in Alabama last Wednesday, told everyone happy holidays, then pepper sprayed them. Technically, it was bear spray, which is even stronger. It happened at a place called Jeff Dennis Jewelers in Birmingham. She was there to rob them, but it didn't quite work out how she planned. She walked in wearing a hoodie and mask, said, happy holidays. I don't want to hurt y'all, but I am. Then she started bear spraying the employees. Thankfully, they're all okay, but Heather isn't. The owner was there, pulled a gun, and shot her in the shoulder.
0: Good. Uh, whoops. that's that
2: He says, Heather yelled, I don't want to die, dropped her purse, and ran off. Officers tracked her down at a home a few hours later and took her to the hospital.
0: Well, cuffed to the hospital.
2: Bed. Yeah, she's okay, but won't be having a happy holiday. She's, uh, she's in jail.
0: Well, you know what? Love Christmas, and Christmas will love you back.
2: Don't pepper spray people, especially if... <laughs> Especially if (laughs) they're a gun-toting.
0: Yeah, come on, man. You bum.
2: Last one. Florida, Alabama, or Georgia?
0: Tommy, you're two for two. You're already already winning, buddy.
2: Man sets shoe on fire to stay warm and drunkenly passes out in front of an office building. A good idea to start. The
0: drunkenly part would not be Susan. The setting your shoe on fire to stay warm, that girl is cold. The house could be on 90. Mm-hmm. and she's like oh it's freezing
1: in here shivering
0: so i so i think the you know maybe there's some merit to the i mean uh, the fire's warm set that shoe on fire
1: great idea to start yeah just like, like after like so long i like, okay you gotta
0: follow idea. the bouncing ball right like mm-hmm. you didn't follow through with the thought you're just like i'm cold fire's hot but then you stopped thinking instant gratification yeah okay, so, man, so this we're warm, guy, and then now we're burnt yeah uh now we're crispy I'm, I'm gonna go back i'm gonna go cold right so are you that cold in florida
1: you know this kind of rules out florida it should and it's Florida, Alabama, or other, right? It's Georgia. Georgia, Florida, oh, Alabama. So he Georgia. only
0: listens to you thirty-eight percent of the time.
1: That's fine. That's on me.
0: It's more than most of our listeners. Oh, okay. Give me Florida again. Even though he said
1: cold, give me what Florida. You yell? Oh, uh you said Florida? Yeah. Oh no, this is. I'm just a, playing. I'm playing numbers here right now. This is. Uh, this is Georgia. It could be. That was my first be, thought. Because it usually goes Florida, Alabama, or other. This is but Georgia. But you don't.
0: But you don't. You can't pick because we might tie.
1: Georgia.
2: Michael Dumberley, age 38, was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, uh, intoxication, and setting recreational fires after an incident that unfolded outside a real estate office in Lady Lake, Florida, on December the 5th.
0: We tied. Tiebreaker. The show's named after me. I went today.
2: When officers arrived at the scene in the 100 block of Highway 466, <laughs> they found Deverly passed out in front of a building with a shoe fully engulfed in flames what right in front stinks, of him.
0: man. It ruined a good shoe. What if it was a good kick?
2: The fire located less than five feet from the front entrance of the building was extinguished by an officer. Lying next to Deverly were a few cans of alcoholic beverages. One was empty, another half full, a third unopened. He only got halfway through his party. Police say Deverly built a warming fire and left it unattended while passing out. He was taken into custody and agreed to speak to police. He said he started the fire to keep warm and only drank one Mike's hard living a tall boy.
0: Well, that's police. enough to get arrested if you're a man anyway. Sorry.
2: He got a warm night in the Lake County Jail. His feet were warm. There. And that's how we play Florida, Alabama, or Georgia. It's presented by Proper Popcorn, Proper Popcorn. The Air game Show continues next.
3: With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to jamaica and do your deal at cheapcaribbean.com
2: what companies deserve your hard-earned dollar which would you want to work for how can you know if they share your values just ask us just capital is a non-profit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers customers communities the environment and shareholders We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real. Because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count.
0: Call or text 865-656-9900 if you want to join us here on the Eric Gaines Show. That is brought to you by Food City.
2: Okay, we talked a lot about Tennessee's schedule uh, in the first two hours. If you missed that, check out the podcast, 991thesportsanimal.com. Also available on Apple Podcasts on our app. The NCAA.
0: Oh, this is interesting.
2: Cannot enforce its rules on multiple transfers. A West Virginia court. Uh, Judge uh, in federal court in Charleston, West Virginia, U.S. District District Judge John Preston Bailey issued an order against the NCAA from enforcing its transfer rule regarding second time transfers. College athletes who were denied the chance to play immediately after transferring a second time can now return to competition, at least for now, after the judge issued a 14-day temporary restraining order. After the 14 days, they will have a hearing on December 27th. NCAA rules allow underclassmen to transfer once without having to sit out a year, but an additional transfer as an undergraduate requires a waiver. Without the waiver, the athlete has to sit out for a year at the new school. Attorney generals from the states of Colorado, Illinois, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, and West Virginia joined In this lawsuit, it is Ohio versus NCAA, but it is in district court in West Virginia. It is not immediately clear whether any of the affected players would try to compete during the 14-day window and what ramifications they would face if the NCAA ultimately prevailed in the lawsuit. The question becomes, if this is upheld in two weeks then everybody who's a second-time transfer would be eligible. My question would then be, what about other people who are currently ineligible because of arbitrary NCAA rules? I look at Talesia Cooper with the Lady Vols, transferred from South Carolina, but entered the portal after the deadline to be eligible immediately. She did that because... At the beginning of the transfer portal period, she was going to remain at South Carolina based on information she had at the time. And then they added some additional players that changed the information she had. She went in the portal. Tennessee got her. And she is a very, 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 very good player from what I have been able to observe in practice and shoot-arounds. She runs the scout team because she's not eligible. And...
0: She could be eligible. What about yes? What about Tez, what about Tez Walker having to miss games this year because he transferred a he second time? In that he ended up
2: getting one of the athletes that testified was uh, West Virginia basketball player Raquan Battle, who transferred this season from Montana State after previously playing at Washington. He has to sit out right now, and mental health was the reason he came to West Virginia. He had to get away from. He grew up on an Indian reservation where drugs alcohol and uh, some other things had caused him to lose people close to him. He needed to get away from the environment, came to West Virginia, and, and he's one play. of the players that...
0: So you you brought this up when we talked about it before we even started the show. Mm-hmm. And you I'd like you to say it again, yeah, about student part, of one student One of the arguments
2: athlete. that is used in this specific case is... In every previous court filing, the NCAA has tried to preserve its model by saying it's education-based and student-based and student-based and student-based. So this lawsuit uses that argument against the NCAA and says, if you want the student-athlete experience to be similar to the student experience, and that's truly important to you, a regular student is allowed to leave and transfer as many times as they want for any reason. It can be about you get a better scholarship somewhere else. It can be about you have an opportunity to take a part-time job in your field. It It doesn't matter. It could be literally anything. If a school will let you in, you can transfer there. And so the idea here is the NCAA is restricting trade because they're restricting the ability of people to go maximize their value, to go get a job somewhere, doing NIL stuff, whatever. So these kids are either employees that you want to place conditions of employment on or they're students who are just like any other student who can go anywhere can whenever whatever they,
0: want. they want. I think It's one or the other. Well, you I,
2: have to pick, and the NCAA picked, and now their own argument's been used against them. Well, and that's
0: why I think ultimately, that's why I said to you this morning, and I'll say it again, that's scary because I think what will happen in court is they'll say, yeah, if they're student athletes, then they're students. Sure, they're also athletes. If the athlete part, you're restric- restricting trade. Student part. Students can do whatever. Remember the rule used to be nothing can be made available to an athlete that's not made available to every student on campus. That was an impermissible benefit. That part of that is gone. So now it's just, okay, well, let's deal with the student part. Well, the students can transfer whenever they want to. Now, do students normally transfer two, three, four times? No, because it's really hard to stay up to date academically when you do that. It seems like, anyway... Every time you transfer, some stuff doesn't come with you. And you transfer again, and then some other stuff doesn't translate, doesn't transfer with you. So it does make it a little bit harder. You know, transfer. But but when you're an athlete and you're forced to stay up on everything and pass your classes and keep a GPA and stay on track with X amount of courses towards your uh, degree and all these rules and stipulations that they have for student athletes, they can transfer two or three times and still be okay. And they do have five years to, g- to get a four-year degree. So it's not that big of a deal. I think what's going to happen is it's going to make what you said, it's and it's it's kind of become the catch-all phrase, but it's kind of true. It's going to be free agency. It's going to be I can transfer once with what? Uh, no penalty. Actually, I can just transfer with no penalty. Mm-hmm. And I can go play where I want to play. Do you know who I think this ends up hurting the most? Who's that? The high school the 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 not the top 10 or 15 guys in a high school recruiting class, but the next 10. Mm -hmm. Or 15 guys in a high school recruiting class. Players 15 to 25. Or what you're going to start seeing, players 10 to 20. Because they're going to have, schools are going to have to be re-recruiting their entire team every year. They already are with NIL. Lane Kiffin's in town trying to get Tyler Barron to come play for him. Alabama's reached out to Tyler Barron. Most teams with a collective have reached out to Tyler Barron. He'll have to make the decision on whether it's enough money to do it or if he's just going to go play pro football. And that's one example, but you saw as soon as it got, you know, James Pierce Jr. going to get talked to last year, Jalen, Wright Getting talked to puts his name in the portal, but we took care of him. What did we have to do last year to recruit our thousand yard rusher? We had to re-recruit him Mm -hmm. and find him some money. Um, If you're like me listening, you loathe this and like it because you're right. A college football player should have value. They do have value. They should be able to make money. Why not? you can be 18 and go in the work and go to the workforce. And if you show some great company tons of value, guess what? They can pay you as much money as they want to. So why shouldn't a 20 year old night, 18, 19 year old, be able to go be famous locally, regionally, some of them nationally and show that value to people and make money. They should, right? That is the country we live in. They should be able to do that. But I'm a fan of the power tea, the power tea Every time one of these lawsuits happens, it just desensitizes me a little bit to it. And it's why you're already hearing me start to sound like a grumpy old man saying things like, just tell me who's on the." It's not my job to find players in I owe money. It's not my job to recruit players. It's my job to cover the team. It's my job. Well, it's not my job, but I do love the team and it's going to turn into just tell me who's on the team and then I'll tell you who I love the most based on how hard they play. And, yeah, will it break your heart if, if a sophomore that you love gets more money somewhere else and goes in place for there? Yeah, but over time, it won't hurt our feelings as much. Henry To the Henry T. situation, five years from now, it'll be standard operating procedure. You'll have a guy come in here, and I hope this doesn't happen with James Pierce Jr. Hopefully we can find him some money and all that great stuff, but you'll have a guy come in here as a sophomore. And just ball out. You already see it. Look what happened. I mean, it happens to even the best programs. Missouri, uh, Texas's best receiver, was one of Georgia's best players. Missouri, you know, one of Missouri's best players uh, was, I believe, at, at maybe at Georgia too. No, left Missouri to go to Georgia. I, it's hard to keep track of all of it, to be honest. But that's what's going to happen. These players are going to be able to transfer whenever they want, wherever they want. And sure, it could be a good thing for some of them. It'll be a bad thing for a lot of them. Then we're just going to have to, I mean, gosh, you know what the next rule is, Brian? You know, the next thing happening, they're going to have to increase the number of people that these schools are allowed to employ. Recruiting staffs and additional people to help manage all of this. You're going to, because you're not going to be able to ask the offensive defensive coordinator to have to be in control of doing a lot of that. You're going to have to have other people involved in this. Because that's that, that's going to become chaotic. It already is with the calendar. College coaches have never been more susceptible to a position coach offering in the National Football League than they are right now. And it's only going to become more of that.
2: The other thing uh, I think is interesting to watch here is what does the calendar look like? Because you just had uh, Malik Murphy, the backup quarterback at Texas. He is in a log jam behind Quinn Ewers coming back. And then he has Arch Manning right behind him. And he's good enough to play. And so he wants to go somewhere else and play. But because of the timing of the transfer portal, he has to enter the portal now while his team's trying to prepare for the playoffs. And
0: he's a back. He, he could be playing he the all backup. but one snap yeah. of that game. Correct.
2: Well, with this. But he can't because the portal closes. And so his next opportunity to go to the portal is in. Is at the end of spring? Yeah. So he'd have to be enrolled at Texas. And so they shortened the portal period to try to make it easier on coaches to know who they're who's on their roster. But guys that are in the playoff. I think in most situations, it benefits the teams that are in the playoff because guys at Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and the schools that have made the playoff. And once you get to the 12-team playoff, it expands it even further. Guys are not going to leave a playoff team in most circumstances. A quarterback stuck in a log jam is. And now he doesn't get to participate in the playoff. He doesn't, his team doesn't get the opportunity to have him in the playoff because he's trying to find another place to play. And it stinks for coaches that are having to recruit, recruit the portal re-recruit their own players and, oh, by the way, get ready for a bowl game and or a playoff game. But when with this court ruling, you may have to re-recruit your whole roster every year, which I don't like, but I also don't, I can't find a good argument against it other than I just don't like it. Are kids going to graduate at a lower rate? Probably. There are kids that that buckled down and got a degree Because they wanted to transfer for a second time as a grad transfer. Are they going to do that now? No. They're going to stay eligible.
0: And go play somewhere else.
2: And then might finish at their new school. They might not. So I don't like that part of it. But I don't have an argument as to why you shouldn't do it. Other the only than reason I just don't
0: like it. The, yeah. The only, the only reason is as a, if you were impartial and you had no college football fandom at all, you were born in New York, you were a Bills fan, and you didn't care about college football at all, then you might the, the have zero. You might say, yeah, it makes. The only reason it doesn't make sense to us, Brian, is because you were born a Tennessee fan. Mm-hmm. You were born in Knoxville. I came here, I played here, and I'll die a Tennessee fan. And it's just weird thinking about a bunch of players out there playing kind of liking the university, always wondering what else is better out there. Mm -hmm. That's just, I don't love that. The days of uh, born a fan of somewhere and wanting to play there are done. Mm -hmm. It's football for hire. And that's just, it's already that way. And every time we get one of these lawsuits, we talk about, it's just becoming more and more and more that who's on the team. And how hard do they play? I'll tell you who I love the most.
2: We will come back 865-656-9900. If you want to join us, Tyler Wyatt joins us for Upside of the week
1: on the other side. NBA scores last night: the Lakers topped the Spurs one twenty two to one nineteen. Jazz over the Knicks one seventeen to one thirteen. Pelicans easily over the Wizards one forty two to one twenty two. Sixers topped the Pistons one twenty nine to one eleven. Rockets beat the Grizzlies one seventeen to one zero four, and the Bucks over the Pacers one forty to one twenty six. Giannis Antetokounmpo sixty four points in the victory. Tennessee's football schedule was released last night. August 31st falls in UTC September 7th against NC State in Charlotte. The next week Kent State comes to Knoxville. September 21st Falls travel to Norman to battle Oklahoma. Open date on September 28th, October 5th Falls are in Fayetteville against Arkansas. October 12th the bout with Florida. Alabama comes to town on October 19th, another open date on October 26th. After that, two straight home games against Kentucky and Mississippi State. You travel to Georgia on November 16th. UTEP comes to town on November 23rd, and you round out the regular season in Nashville against Vandy. More E.A. show with Brian Rice is on the way next. Have a tremendous Thursday. I'm Tommy Sweat.
0: At Tyler Wyatt bets, the man, the myth, the legend joins us to talk betting, gambling numbers. <laughs> Tyler, good morning. What's going on, fellas? Uh, We're just hanging out, talking about how the NCAA is going to go away and transfers and everyone's going to play everywhere and wear 12 different jerseys. And times are changing, and we're uh, in our rocking chairs on the front porch. It's uh, it's about what you missed.
4: Anarchy.
0: That's what it's going to be.
2: All right, Eric. Your prediction involves my NFL team, so lead off. The Dallas
0: Cowboys are playing better than anybody but the San Francisco 49ers in the entire National Football League right now, yet somehow they're on the road against, I believe, the seven, maybe eight-win bills, seven-win bills, uh, and they're underdogs. I got Cowboys winning outright. What do you think?
4: Yeah, big win for Dallas over over Philly, a big win for Buffalo to keep their playoff hopes, or uh, even with a 500 record, I think. A lot of people still believe the Bills make the playoffs. That was a big win in, uh, against the Kansas City team, obviously, but I don't have to spend much time on um, It's a tough place to play at ball. This number opened 1.5 and 49, and we've seen it bounce all over the place uh, since last Sunday. So I go to 2.5 uh, late on Sunday afternoon and then back to 1. So I get to 1.5, now sitting pretty firmly. At 2 and 50.5 totals, bumped up a point and a half since the opening. Um, they Defensively, last week, really, really solid performance, uh, allowing just 17 points to the Chiefs. Their last four games, they've played much better offensively. Um, Josh Allen has had turnover struggles each of the last couple of years, but they're averaging over 100 yards per game more than their opponents the last four weeks, which is obviously a, a, a pretty easy way to, to find the win column. As a head coach, though, McDermott, 7-2 straight up, 5-3-1 and one against the spread when he's a home favorite of just three points or less. So, in these close games, he's been really, really good. And they've been really good just in general as a home favorite. 24-6 and six is tops, uh, second only to the Chiefs in that 30-game span. 16-12-2 against the spread. Under, when they're favored at home, has cashed much more frequently than over. 13 to 17, we've got 17 of those thir- last 30 games have went under. Dallas um, has been really, really good in Dallas. When they have to leave the state of Texas, it's a different story. Um, they're 5-8 and eight straight up, 6-7 and seven against the spread when they're a road dog. Under Mike McCarthy, and they've lost their last three straight. Um, when they're a three-point, when they're a footballer less, when they go down and, and kind of take a deeper dive, two and two straight up and against the spread as a road dog when they're
3: uh,
4: a field or less, this is a huge game for Buffalo. It's not, it's an equally important game for Dallas because with the win here, I don't want to say that they're pretty much a shoe in to win the division, uh, but this game will go a long way. Obviously a tough game for Philly going, uh, going to Seattle this week, but winning Buffalo here, Dallas is a huge favorite to win the division home field, a lot of really big things that go towards the playoffs. I like Buffalo, though. I'm going to go against you. Buffalo seems to have figured something out the last month. Uh, Josh Allen's playing better. Defense is playing really good. And it's going to be an ugly atmosphere. Uh, Buffalo is known for one of the, in terms of football environments in the NFL, it's one of the toughest to go into. Dallas may be due for a setback. I am a Cowboys fan, so it hurts me to say. But I do think Buffalo is the right favorite, and I do think that they, they get a tough win. I think the number's really good, though. Wouldn't surprise me at all if this is a tight game. A late field goal wins it or, you know, maybe a last-minute drive for Buffalo to come back and score here. I do think the Bills get a really tough win and keep their playoff hopes uh, alive for at least one more week. I do think they find themselves in the postseason, uh, but I think it starts with a tough win against Dallas.
1: Tyler, I'll keep it in that same division. The Eagles are on the struggle bus. So they have to travel to Seattle on Monday night to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks catching three and a half, four and a half, depending on which book you look at. I like Seattle outright. What do you think about that game?
4: Yeah, we saw this number open three and a half and 47. saw so it go pretty quickly to four and 48 across the board. There are two holdups though. Our friend or my friend, so Dave Mason, who runs a bet online, they're stingy and stubborn. They're stuck on three and a half and haven't budged. Uh, Heritage, also a big offshore uh, book in Europe, still on three and a half. Seattle, the question remains. Drew Locke played pretty good against, you know, the best team and best defense, I think, in in the NFL against the 49ers last week. Kept them in, ultimately had had the ball there late in the game with a chance to to really cause some chaos. Geno Smith still questionable. Uh, He has a groin injury, suffered in practice, before the San Francisco game, he also three weeks ago battled, you know, battled back from an elbow injury. If Geno Smith doesn't go here, I think Philly wins and covers this one pretty easily. If Geno, who is a game time decision, does go, this number I think is pretty good. It was the number a week and a half ago. This was five and a half, uh, so that kind of tells you kind of, you know, what oddsmakers have thought of, of the Eagles in recent form, and the fact that you put in a backup you know, that that number has only moved maybe a point or a point and a half with Drew Locke versus Geno Smith. Um, it's a, you know, Seattle environment should be really tough. Um, but the Eagles, you know, last couple of weeks have looked really, really bad. Um, they did face two top 10 defenses in those back-to-back losses. And they faced a Seattle defense, which historically has been known to be one of the NFL's best, given up 30 or more five times already this season. Um, Eagles D, you know, there are some question marks there. Seattle has played San Francisco, Dallas, and Baltimore in three straight weeks. So, they're you know, this should be a little bit of a reprieve for Drew Locke if he is the starter here. Number on this game is really good, though, at, at both three and a half and four. Wouldn't be a play for me, uh, but I, I like where your head's at. Home team, Seattle. Uh, Drew Locke looks good if he is going to be the, the backup. I think that Seattle can, can do enough offensively to to stay in this. This is an Eagles team that didn't score an offensive touchdown last week. You know, 13 points defense and, and two field goals against the Cowboys defense that's been pretty good, but it's a Philadelphia offense that we've talked about as being one of the NFL's most electric the last couple of weeks or last couple of seasons. Um, I like your pick. I would I would lean and take Seattle on the points, especially at four. Um if Geno Smith goes and if you believe that Geno Smith will tough it out and go, I think you take that four right now because I do think that gets down closer to three as you get close to kickoff. Uh, but I like the pick. Uh, I'm going Seattle
0: on the points here. All right, uh, last one I got for you real quick. Tennessee, NC State. What a great weekend we have for college basketball coming up. Tennessee, NC State. 10 o'clock uh, It's going to be a late one. What do you think the line? What's the early line, Tyler Wyatt line on that game?
4: Yeah, I've got that game. Uh ten, it's a pretty close number to Tennessee's game against Illinois. I make that one uh, Tennessee six and a half. So, it's, uh, you know, we've got a pretty comfortable win for the for volunteers. It will be a tough game, NC State. Uh, DJ Burns, familiar with Tennessee and Tennessee fans, really big down low. Uh, but it's an NC State team that's pretty good. You mentioned it's a great basketball slate. UConn, Gonzaga on Friday, Arizona, Purdue, North Carolina, Kentucky, Alabama, and Creighton also on Saturday. So you can get a couple of those early games in on Saturday before Tennessee and NC State take the court. Uh, but Yeah, we've got that number, Tennessee, six and a half. Um, and expect it to, to, to open pretty close to that. I think we've got a pretty good gauge on uh, on Tennessee and most of the ACC are, uh, to this
2: point this season. Tyler, it's the first Saturday of bowl season. Uh, there are six bowl games on the slate on Saturday. What's the best bet of those six?
4: I think we're on team favored right out of the gate. Ohio, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, a three, three-and-a-half point favorite at most books. We make Ohio – a two-point favorite. Uh, So we we played that one right out of the gate, 11 a.m., Myrtle Beach Bowl, Conway, South Carolina. We're going Ohio. Tyler, always
2: appreciate the time. Uh, Next week we'll have a more uh, complete look at the fun part of bowl season. Uh, But always appreciate the time. Uh, How can people best check out your work?
4: Yeah, easiest way on Twitter, at Tyler Wyatt Betts, also at OddsCulture, OddsCulture.com. Uh, But, yeah, the easiest way is uh, the old uh, Twitter slash X
2: at Tyler Wyatt X. Tyler, always appreciate the time. We will talk to you again next week. See you guys. That is upset of the week with Tyler Wyatt. We will come back, wrap up this edition of the Cane Show next.
0: All right, boys, girls, Tommy Bryan. It's time to find out what we learned today here in this edition of the Eric Kane show. Where uh, do we want to start today? Except for Tyler Wyatt doesn't think your cowboys are gonna get it done.
2: No, I don't either, but that's okay. I am the my wins because I have no expectations.
0: I believe they'll get it done this weekend. All right, we talked. Let's go back to it. If you missed it or you're joining us late the 2024 Tennessee schedule. I got us losing with you. You set the parameters. What, what we you know, know today, not tomorrow today, today. I got us going nine and three. I got us losing until we show we're better on the road. I think the first true road test, I know we play NC state. That's neutral site. First true road test is at Oklahoma. I got us losing that one, Alabama and Georgia with what I know today. That obviously could change a lot of winnable games, some tough ones in there. Tommy, you had us going nine and three. You had the same as
1: me, right? Nine and three yeah, and same losses, yeah.
0: And Brian had us winning there and going 10 and two.
1: 10 and two. I found out that I uh, there's no, really no trap game that I can think of. I might conjure one up, maybe.
0: I think the only two possibilities for Tommy Traps 2024 is at Arkansas because mm-hmm. you're coming off a bye week and it's a road game. So, maybe because it's a road game and they're not any good and they're probably not going to be good. There's no KJ Jefferson. I don't see them doing anything good in the portal, really, it's going to matter. Arkansas is probably not going to. We, we play better or worse. Arkansas might mess around and be worse.
1: So, you're thinking woo Pig?
0: I'm thinking maybe that because it's a road game. And you look at the games that Tennessee lost the last two years that you, quote, shouldn't have lost. Well, there, it was South Carolina on the road and Florida on the road. You can't say Missouri this year is a game that you – should have won because after watching both teams play every game leading up to that, Missouri was a good football team. They're in a new year's six bowl game. They went 10 and two for crying out loud. So I don't know that you can say that Florida was not bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Florida is going to be bowl eligible next year. That's another thing we learned. That's tough. It's either that one or it's uh, what can Jeff Levy bring in from <clears throat> Oklahoma and the rest of the country. To score a ton of points at mississippi state next year it's a home game it's your last home game of four in a row you will have just beaten kentucky and you'll be looking dead ahead to going into athens i think if you got to pick one you, you you probably pick mississippi state as a trap game so tommy traps 2024 i think it's probably uh more cowbell hail state oklahoma's got a tough schedule Florida's got a tough schedule. Missouri
2: has an easy schedule.
0: Missouri's going to have their quarterback coming back. They're probably going to get some more players in the portal. As
2: easy of a schedule as you can have for it to have Alabama and Oklahoma on it.
0: Compare that to some of the other teams that are playing college football. Yes, Missouri has a harder schedule
2: than them. Let's take a few from the text box. Uh, Mason says, have missed most of the show, but would an NCAA or conference rule about forfeiting scholarship rights if a player accepts more than X amount of money be legal or binding? I don't think anybody... In a business that purports to be about the college experience, which is what they're going with, would sign on for or endorse that rule. Because, first of all, if you're making kids pay for their own school, they're not going to. They're going to do something else. I think the scholarship model is always going to be the first domino of college sports And then everything else will be after that.
0: You know me. I'm the one that makes all the like school jokes, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, school. Getting an education for, let's be honest, 70% of, let's just go Power Five. Mm -hmm. Power Five guys that sign scholarships to go play major college football, I would say 60 to 70% of them probably aren't getting that college education otherwise. So. I don't want that to get lost. Mm -hmm. NFL stands for not for long. Some guys make life-changing money. Some guys get an opportunity. Most don't. Most don't even ever get there, let alone make a dollar. What do they fall back on? The experience they had and their degree. Like basketball is a little different. You can be, you can go play overseas and you can make some money. In, the, in With football, you're either playing in the NFL and making real money. There's some other leagues trying. There's a little opportunity. Even that, that's not long term. I guess you can go to Canada and make a little bit of money, but if you don't want to live in Canada, then you're either playing in the NFL, making big money, or you're not playing. So, the where you played, and that community and that fan base loving you, and having a degree and being hireable, are what pay the bills for life for 90% of these guys that we love watching play. Uh, fi- who's a who's a player for us that played really good and isn't probably an NFL guy, but has been here. Uh, let's go with, let's say, sure, Spragans. Sure. We all love him. He plays hard. He talks trash. He does great things. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't have a super long NFL career in front of him. He might have a little bit of one, probably not a super long one. But we love him. Squirrel. Let's go Squirrel. Squirrel doesn't transfer. Plays here four years. Makes a ton of great catches. Plays his butt off. Where's number 10? Gets a degree. Tries to play in the NFL, but he's really small, and he's definitely only a slot. I don't see Squirrel being a, like a long-term NFL guy. That's just my opinion. But you know what he is? He's a long-term, long-term Knoxville guy. He could do whatever he wants in this town if he were to stay here and get a degree Anyone would hire squirrel white someday mm-hmm. so i I don't know i I hope that all that doesn't get lost.
2: I think ultimately it won't, but it's going to be interesting to see how the next five years college sports or college adjacent sports evolve, especially once guys have the ability to or will be required to be paid by the school as part of a share of t v rights,
0: sure. I mean that and that's fine once it's once it's all that. I just I don't know. Give me the guy that 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 goes to a school or even transfers to a school. I don't care if you started somewhere else, but you go finish at that other school and then you love the community and you do your thing and and uh use a bat okay, let's use basketball. Josiah Jordan James, if he's gonna make money, he's probably not in the NBA. This is my opinion. I mean, he's probably an overseas guy. But you know what he is here? Beloved. Love, 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 loved. He's gonna have a degree and he's gonna be loved here. And so whenever he's done playing in some country, he doesn't want to play in anymore. He can move back to this town and do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Like that part of college athletics, I love, and I don't want that. You talked about, what did we learn? The lawsuit that's out there that would make second time transfers immediately eligible, which means you can just transfer whenever you want. Mm -hmm. If that's what ends up happening. Well, then you're going to have so many guys coming through revolving door. We're just going to find the ones that stay and we're going to love on them. That's what's going to end up happening.
2: Uh, We learned uh, that tomorrow on the show, we're going to go through some of the other schedules in the SEC. What are some of the top games, top matchups, things that will determine who will play for an SEC championship? Spoiler alert, Missouri, Oklahoma might be a game that determines whether Missouri plays for an SEC championship next year.
0: Missouri's going to be good. Alabama's going to be good. Georgia's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Texas has a shot.
2: Talk about all that tomorrow uh, as we'll be live at Rusty Wallace Honda intersection of Selection I 75 and Callahan Drive. Tommy Sweat, thank you. Yeah, we will see you tomorrow. Yeah, buddy. Live from Rusty Wallace on the Hurricane Show.